0: It's good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Yeah. Amen. Yes. Let's give him one more big praise clap right now. Thank you, chief. You know, we stand, I I just think of one side of the cross and the other side of the cross. We stand on the other side of the cross because Jesus did the work. We get to enjoy the finished work of the cross. He finished His mission. He paid the price. He accomplished what the Father called Him to do, what He set out to do. Once for all, and we are part of that all. Yes and amen. Thank you, Jesus. The finished work of the cross. He finished His work, we just haven't yet finished ours. There's a call on each one of our lives. I want to start with, uh, to, to lay a quick foundation here in Romans 8, 28, 29. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who were called according to His purpose. Jesus fulfilled His purpose. He accomplished His goal. Now we're up. For whom He foreknew. Who did He foreknow? Us. You and me. Us. He foreknew us. He also predestined... Those He foreknew, that's you and me, we're not here by accident, we're not here by circumstance, we're here because we were called. We answered the call. Yes, I think everybody should say amen to that. Amen. That's why we're here. He also predestined, you and me, have been predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Hmm. I love that. I love that. Moreover, whom He predestined, these He also called. Say, I'm, called. I'm called. Again. I'm called. I am called. Whom He called, these He also justified. Justified, and I've, I've preached this before, just as if I'd never sinned. Whom He justified, these He also glorified. We're carriers of His glory. I'm a carrier. You're a carrier. We're carriers. Okay, I want to go quickly to, see if I can go a little bit more quickly, to Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Hmm. So, we've been called, we've been predestined to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Now Paul is speaking to us, saying, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, everybody say holy. holy. <laughs> Christy Lynn talking about happy holiness last week. That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable sacrifice. So there's a sacrifice on your part, right? That means we've got some things to accomplish, right? Okay. Do not be conformed to this world, we've heard this before, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Ah, Well, we could probably quit right there, but we surely won't. Once I get up here and get the microphone, I love to talk for a while. Share the word of God. I want to talk a little bit about this great state that we live in now here for a few minutes. How many of you have lived in Idaho now for less than a year? Nobody? Oh, one? Oh, two? How many of you have lived in Idaho for less than five years? How many of you have lived in Idaho for less than ten years? More hands, more hands. How many of you have lived in Idaho for more than 20 years? <laughs> we got a whole bunch of Idahoans here. How many of you have lived in Idaho for more than 30 years? Wow. Okay, that's far enough. I, I have to start raising my hand here pretty quick. <laughs> I want to tell you a few things about this great state and this amazing valley and even this incredible county that we live in here, Canyon County right here. Did you know some facts about Idaho that I did a little bit, of, little bit of studying? I'd heard some of this, I knew some of this, but not quite to this extent. Did you know that we are the largest grower of hard white wheat in the United States? Number one in the United States for growing hard white kernel wheat. Yeah, and a whole lot of that happens in this Canyon County area, but primarily in the Treasure Valley. Half of it is sent to foreign countries. That's the second largest crop in Idaho, second only to potatoes. So, we are first in hard white wheat. We are first in potatoes. The potato state, everybody knew that. You go traveling abroad, you go to Mexico... And they tell somebody Idaho, and they say Ohio, no, 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 Idaho, oh, the potato state, yes, yes, do you know that we supply one-third of all the potatoes in the United States, in this little state of Idaho? We are the number one, another number one producer of potatoes right here in Idaho. We're third in the nation for mint, but I'm more interested in first I don't like second loser or third loser near as well as I like being first, you know? It's like... Idaho is number one in certified organic hay. Another first. All of, all of these uh, ranchers, horse people, cow people, farmers, all that. And we're second in the nation for alfalfa hay. 20%. Of all of the sugar beets in this nation, one-fifth are raised in Idaho, making it the biggest sugar beet-raising state in the nation. And we have the largest refinery sugar-making plant in the world, in Paul, Idaho. Paul. Yeah. You don't know where Paul is? Okay. Yeah, it's not in Canyon County. (laughs) Put it that way. Another number 1. That's 1 2. That's four number 1s. Four first places here. Idaho seeds, vegetable seeds are ranked the best in the world. Another number 1 shipped to over 120 countries. And that's carrots, onions, turnips, lettuce, you know that kind of stuff. 70% of the sweet corn seed Produced in, two and four, all of the world is grown, guess where? Idaho. Idaho. 70% of the corn seed for sweet corn is produced in Idaho. Another number one. And the last number one that I have on my number one list here. The world's best, most disease-free edible beans. The seeds for those are raised right here in Idaho. And Canyon County has the biggest seed producers, distributors in the world. Did anybody know that? It's like, whoa, incredible. Which means the soil around here is amazing. It's outstanding. It's incredibly rich soil. And the climate and the atmosphere around here is just perfect to raise so many different kinds of seeds. And you know what's amazing? Seeds don't necessarily feed us, but we're able to plant seeds, which produces the food that feeds us realizing that we have the soil, we have the, 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 the composition, everything that's needed around here to feed a big part of the world right here from this state of Idaho. To provide nourishment, sustenance for life from the ground, from the, uh, the, the, the entire atmospheric conditions around here are just perfect. We have, we're in the top 10 for 26 years different varieties of food, fruits, vegetables, and stuff in the state, in in the United States. Is that amazing? The conditions are right. The soil is perfect. The drainage is right. We only have 12 inches of rain. Everything just lines up for this to be an amazing, amazing place to propagate, to grow seeds to sustain others right. Yeah. Good? good? Yeah. Yeah. Right here, right here. This is almost like the epicenter of, the, uh, of this whole thing that, that I'm talking about. And I believe that that's in the physical, I believe in the spiritual, that's the same deal. Yeah. Yeah. that we are a big part of something that's going to spiritually nourish. A whole lot more than just this valley right here. God's doing something here. And I I believe that what we see and experience in the natural, we're going to see and experience in the spiritual. God has chosen this place as something special to grow up some (laughs) some, some amazing things. Now, now. I want to throw in this, this one thing. When we think that we have such incredible soil around here, now I'm not trying to get political or anything right here, so don't anybody get ready to throw anything or, or stand up. and. But when, just think for a second about we have this amazing soil that can sustain, that can grow seeds, that can, bro- can produce life-giving seeds that we ship all around the world, 120 countries, but that we start selling it off, turning it into subdivisions, turning it into markets, turning it into commercial developments, covering it with pavement, covering it with... (laughs) It's like, and all of those things that make money. Now, man, if I was a farmer... I was. For almost three years. I bought 40 acres and I gave it a try. It's like, oh my goodness. There's no way that that paid me well enough for my time to even think about doing that for a fourth year. It's just like, that was way too hard of work. So my hat's off to the farmers. Those who have, have struggled, have strained, have spent their lives, the blood, sweat, and tears on their farms, to raise the produce, the cows, the, the things that they raised, they have an opportunity now to, to, to sell their ground for $40,000 or $50,000 an acre instead of four dollars or $5,000 an acre. Man, I guess that's what we just need to do. But realizing, though, that we're, that, that, that we're burying, that we're covering up, that we're smothering... Uh, <laughs> a whole lot of potential, that could end up feeding the world. Okay, be not conformed to the standards of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, we're, we're getting ready to, uh, to read one of, one of Jesus' parables, talking about the sower of the seeds, and you've seen the picture, and we, we know what Canyon County has, what the soil, what the ground, what the conditions of Canyon County are, how it will, how seeds will grow, and how we can grow and perfect seeds, and we can send them around the world. We also know that spiritually, that's what we're supposed to do. And we know that we are the fields that he's referring to, that you and I are that soil, and that we can so easily, as we get started into the Scriptures here in in a few minutes, we can end up selling out. Mm. Oh, this incredible potential. Each one of us has a call on our life, and we're here to develop that call. The mission statement of Valley Church is to equip and empower you to fulfill your purpose in, in Christ. To equip and empower you to fulfill your purpose in Christ because each of us have a purpose and a calling on our lives. And that's what we want to do. Right? Mm. Yeah. We want, to, we want to plow that ground. We want to plant that ground. We want to water those seeds. We want to produce fruit that we can be seed scatterers. Mm. I think right now, before I dig into the to the scripture and the passage that I want to go to, I want to read something to you. A friend of mine was praying for Valley Church, and and he got a word um, almost a month ago, and he finally was able to get here and share that word. Pushing Past the Distractions and Excuses is the title of this. It says, I call you now, right now, to push past the distractions and excuses in your life. I speak of the distractions to my word in your life and my will for you to seek me first and often. I promise there will be distractions to your worshiping me and to seeking me first. For I can promise you that there will be those things that try to stand in the way of my will for you and my love for you. When I call you, in Matthew 6.33, to seek me first and my righteousness. That's not some play on words, but it's my call on you to seek me first, to love me first, and then my promise is that those other things you need will be added unto you. But when you seek something before me, you'll never truly ever experience life in me. You cannot experience the joy I have set before you or the promises I have for you if there is something standing between you and I. Unless you seek me first and keep seeking me first, you'll never experience the destiny I have for you. You see, my son, my daughter, I do love you with the truly everlasting love that the world simply cannot comprehend, its depth, width, or breadth. But I promise you, I did open a way for you to live your life abundantly if you choose to live in my presence and live in my word. It should be no secret that there will be attempts to distract you from my perfect love for you and from the abundant life I died for you to have. There will be schemes and events, emotions, and yes, even people that will try to distract you from seeking me first, living for me first, and loving me first. So I call you to wake up this day, this very moment. Be alert to those schemes, often subtle schemes, that will come to distract you from the goals I've set before you. I promise you, when you press into the mark of my high calling on your life, you'll be free. For you see my cross did not only divide history, but my sacrifice at Calvary provided the only way for you to really know me, to live in me, to be free in me. Even with all I've done for you, my child, and even with how deeply and desperately I love you, it will still always come down to the choice of whether you choose to live for me, and love me, and worship me above all others. You must be aware that you're often, if not always, worshiping something, but I am the heart of your worship but am I the heart of your worship? I've made every choice I possibly could to make open the doors for you to reach me in an, in an intimate relationship with me. But you must continue to choose me daily, to find the joy and love and destiny I so desire for you to have, that I paid for you to have. I paid it in full at Calvary. Will you answer my call? Will you seek me? Will you ask me? Will you truly call on me? Will you praise me? And will you walk in my glory? I call you now more than ever to live rejecting any spirit of fear or discouragement or distraction to my will for you. I call you to live rejecting fear, for I stand ready to give you my power and love and a sound mind as I've promised you in my word. I would that you would walk your life out in my presence. If you do, you'll see amazing miracles in you and through you to others. Miracles in friends, miracles in your family, and even in strangers I bring across your path. I declare this day I have chosen you and I target you not just to be involved in miracles, but most important, I target you with my love and my compassion for you. You see, Calvary seems very confusing to many, but for what really held me to the cross, that was not all the piercing nails from the outside, but my intense, relentless love for you. My love held me to Calvary. It is only my presence in you, my power through you, my grace upon you that will allow you to move past circumstances, past temptations, distractions, and finally bring the freedom you've so long sought. I've pursued you for a very long time, continue to pursue you now, but the question is, will you answer my call? Will you seek me? Will you pursue me? Follow me, for it is only then and there you will experience all I've promised you in my word and what I died for. You have a choice to make. Daily you must choose to be a disciple of my love and let it flow in and through you to others, or you'll be choosing to be a distraction of my love to others if you choose not to live in my love, but no matter what, above all, never ever forget, I love you completely. You can make some copies of that if, if, you would, if anybody wants a copy of that. I just thought it's a pretty amazing word for us today. Some of the things that are, that are, are, are necessary. I just think, okay, we talked, about, we talked about the soil. We talked about the ability of the soil to, to produce. And I, I want to, some of the things that we absolutely need to do from the scriptures that I've just read is trust God beyond reason. Trust God beyond human reasoning. It's not really faith until we're trusting him beyond what we can reason in our minds. Benji, he'd gone to the doctors and, and they're ready to start doing the MRIs and all that to figure out what in the world is wrong with him. But through prayer, through the laying on of hands, trusting and believing beyond reason that the doctors are trying to figure out is what lifted the oppression, the depression, that blanket that heavy blanket that was holding him down took the pain away, <laughs> was trusting and believing beyond reason. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's trusting God beyond reason, believing from the heart. Okay, we're going to go to Luke chapter 8. Start with. Excuse me, starting with verse 4. I think the last message that I preached, we ended up uh, on verse 3. Verse 4. And when a great multitude had gathered, and others had come to him, to Jesus, from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down. And the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he'd said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Hmm. I've been asked a lot of times, like, well, how do you know when you've heard the voice of God? How do you hear? How do you hear? It's like, well, there's that's 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 a hard one to answer. This can be a really difficult one to answer. I can remember very clearly at one point in my life, and I shared this, where I was awakened by a thunderous booming voice that said, I am looking for willing, not worthy, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And it was startling. But that's what it took to get my attention that time. normally, as we develop our relationship and we begin to walk closely with Him, it's a still small voice that we can, that we can just hear, and then we pick up a whole different way. I can only say one time I've heard that booming voice; it was startling, it was scary. I got up and I wrote down what I heard. I'm looking for willing, not worthy, because I was feeling so unworthy at the time. Anybody struggled with that unworthiness, thinking, "Me and me? Are you kidding? Me, me, Lord?" me? It's like, yes, you. I'm looking for him that will do what I need accomplished. Because everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory. So you're nothing special just because you've sinned and you think your sin is bigger than somebody else's? Forget it. All have sinned and fall short of the glory. So we are glorified through our justification when he puts his glory on us. And He will do so. Saints. (laughs) You know, it took me a long time to end up figuring out, saint, you you can't call me a saint. It's like, you know, when Paul is addressing, like, to the saints of, to the saints of, to the saints of, he's sending out correction letters most of the time when he's saying, to the saints of. So we are the saints of God, gathered together to learn more about Him, to share our faith with one another and to worship Almighty God. So I just see a whole bunch of saints sitting around out here. Excuse me. I'm a saint. Yeah. Woo! Let's just say it right now. We need to make that declaration. I'm a saint. I'm a saint. Once more. I'm a saint. Yes, you are. He's, you're a called saint. Not only are you a saint, you're one of the called. You're predestined to be conformed into the image of Christ Jesus through the renewing of your mind. Now, how do you renew your mind? I'm so glad you asked. We're going to jump back into this. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. You know, I remember when I, when I first started realizing, uh, this is one of the beautiful things of, of, of Valley School of Supernatural. It happens right back, well, it happens in about three different, three or four rooms around here at different, different times. But, you know, when we start to question hearing, am I really hearing God? And it's a solo journey. When we're doing this all on our own, and, and we're not talking with anybody else about it, Cause that's one of those kind of weird things to talk about. It's like, well, I heard God say. Not very many of us are bold enough to do that, are we? Well, I'm not. <laughs> it's like, no. It's like, maybe. <laughs> but when we start, we you, you sit in a class back there. You start watching a video, or you start reading through the like Chris Chris Vallotton's, uh prophetic manual. You know, start studying the. The prophetic, and you see, it's just like, oh, are you kidding? I've seen that before. He talks about orbs, you know, he talks about different things, and you begin to read, it, it's like, that's what the, that was God speaking to me. I didn't realize that. Does this make sense to you? Yeah. See, when we come together and we start sharing our testimonies. And we come, when we get open and transparent about what we believe, what we think, what, <laughs> what we're experiencing. And somebody doesn't just think I'm crazy. But there's oftentimes a fear that, and if I say that to them, they're going to just think I am absolutely crazy. It's like, Lynn, you bumped your head. But No, see, when we get together with fellow believers who are growing in the Lord, who are growing spiritually, who are beginning to discern and and get more giftings in their life, or the gifting that we've already been given, that that it was handed out to us, some of the spiritual giftings in our lives are being brought to the surface, and we're beginning to understand and practice those gifts. How many know that, man, you can have a powerful arm, you know, you can be talented, you can be gifted, you can have an amazing arm, but they're not going to put you in the major league pitching just because you can throw 100 miles an hour because you have no control over it. you got to play a whole bunch of catch. you got to practice a lot. So you realize that to develop our spiritual gifts, what God has given us, we have to develop those. We actually have to practice those. It's like now wait a minute if God gave it to you you have to practice it yes you do if you're going to refine it you're going to practice it Is everybody okay with that It's like yeah but if God gives you something, if, if, if if you know that you've heard, if you know that you've heard from God it's still up to you to deliver that and recognizing and understanding it it You need to be around other fellow believers, someone that's been there before you, been there, done that, and can explain what happens next. Well, good. Everybody still think I'm crazy? Okay. Well, some of you are right. I heard yes a couple of times, but I agree. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Jesus speaking in red letters in, in Revelation says, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. And I just say this morning, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches today. 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 We need to hear what the Spirit's speaking to the church today and then stand in obedience, be doers, not just hearers, of what he's speaking to the church today. I remember, I'm, I'm going to just, that, it's like this has to be over 20 years ago, uh, asked by Pastor Kathy and, uh, and Pastor Rich, years and years and years ago, like when I finally spent seven years as a bench warmer and, and heard the voice of God, say, so okay, I'm ready to get off the bench and jump into the game, and uh, they asked me to be a, a small group, life group, we called it care groups back then, leader, and I started working on some of the lessons, and, and we just did it once a month on Sunday after church, and I'm sitting in, in service, we're in the gym, we've only been in there like a year or two there, and what I'm still thinking about some of the scriptures and what I'm going to be teaching, and, and Pastor Rutzen gets up there and starts preaching, and he's preaching the very thing that I have just been studying, and it's like, whoa, whoa, I hear God too. (laughs) It's like, well, this is amazing. I mean, I was so excited to realize that, wow, I'm going to be teaching, and we're going to be talking about, and I had no idea what he was going to preach about. If you've ever seen his notes, you would never have an idea anyway. He writes like, you need a magnifying glass to see it, and it's on a, a whole sermon on a three-by-five card written tiny, 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 tiny. So I would have never known anyway. But it, it's pretty amazing. You know, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. So it's like, even on a Sunday morning, I get up here sometimes and I just to get started, I'm absolutely amazed at what Tim or Matthew has gotten up here and said And Matthew oftentimes will share with me, it's like, Pastor Lynn, I can't believe that's what you're going to do. That's what I just studied this morning, or that's what the Lord showed me last night. It's amazing how when we get our antennas up in the spiritual airwaves and we start discerning and hearing, it's like, oh my goodness. I, you, now I can find myself, I can, I can be studying for a, a message or something, and Renee will go, oh, you should hear this, you should hear this, and she'll come and you know play me a passage or a part or a little bit of a, what do you call those when there's a message on that, that you don't watch, Christy? A, a little bit of a podcast. Listen to this, and I was like, oh my goodness, that's what I'm studying right now. It's like the Holy Spirit is speaking all the time, and it's up to us, to get dialed in, tuned up, to get the soil prepared so that we can begin to propagate the seed, so the seed will begin growing in us, get our antennas up in those spiritual airwaves so we hear what he's saying. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. So then his disciples asked him, said, what does this parable mean? And he said, To you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it's given in parables, that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. It's like, when we're led by the Holy Spirit, we are privy to things that not just everybody else is going to have, even an idea what's going on. It's just foolishness to a lot of people. Right? Right? Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Ah. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear, then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. I want to talk about seed just a little bit. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Uh, okay, uh, I talked about being, I cannot believe, that went that fast. I talked about trying farming. Well, I, I had, like I said, I bought a 36 acres actually, I exaggerated when I said 40, 36 acres. And I decided to, to plow that all up and plant it in barley. One of, my, one of my neighbors, uh, somebody who was my farmer mentor, said, yeah, plant barley, that's going to be great this year. And so, so, I did that. This was my first time. I, I rented a planter and had somebody come in and plow it all up and then disk it up and then I harrowed it and then I planted it. And uh, when it started growing up, it's like, oh my word. I did a terrible job of planting where you go down to the end of the field and go to turn and turn around the corner, there's these big bare spots. It's like it's real obvious that it was no farmer that planted this. It's like I went and talked to my buddy, and he goes, "Yeah, well, you could scatter some you could scratch the ground up and scatter some seed there, and then you wouldn't look like quite such a novice, or yeah, just leave it alone and I said I was busy trying to run a business, so I said, I'm just going to leave it alone. But you know those bare spots? That's where the weeds grew. It's like, bummer. So I just let weeds grow up all over around there. Everywhere that I tried to end up making the, making the turn and do those neat little rows of that green stuff popping up so cool and then seeing those spots. And then they ended up with weed, full of weeds out there. It's like, oh, man. The seeds that we need, as we become... That, that soil that receives the word of God we need to continue to fill every spot that we don't allow any places for those weeds to grow up because we just continue to plant seeds, seeds, seed, seeds, 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 seed, seed, seeds I need to finish reading this can, uh, how much time can I have? Do, 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 do. Okay. Well, there's four people that have just said, keep going. So I'm going to preach to those four. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, but they have no root, who believe for a while, but in a time of temptation, they fall away. It's like ah, and the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they've heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. It's like that's one of the what I just read to you. That like the the cares of life, the riches, and and I think that when you look at the soil, when we begin selling out, selling this precious farm ground that we have, this this rich, 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 rich soil, ground that will that will sustain so many, us being that farm ground, when, when we give in to the cares of the world, when we, when we conform to the standards of the world, we're just choking out, we're choking out that ground. The seeds are not going to grow up to maturity because we're choking it out. We're allowing the cares of the world to choke out what God wants to grow up and then wants us to begin to spread. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Keep it and bear fruit with patience. I want to read you a definition of patience. Patience is the ability to wait or to continue doing something despite difficulties or to suffer without complaining or becoming annoyed. We are to produce much fruit through patience. Those that fell on good ground are those who having heard the word with a noble and good heart keep it and bear fruit with patience. No one, verse 16, no one when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. It's like, man, when God lights us up, when he plants something in us that is growing and flourishing, we need to let it shine. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed or anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. I want to jump really quick to two other scriptures and then we're going to close. First, I want to go to John seven seven uh, 7.38 that says, Out of your, you know, those who come, those who thirst come to me and I I will give you of living water and you will never thirst again. But rivers of living water will flow from your heart, will flow from your belly. For those when we're scattering seed that end up having the dry patch, we have the water to provide for those who are dry. Are you with me? that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, to water those dry places, that's, that's us as we scatter the love and the seed and, and, and His word and His goodness, as we let our light shine out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water, to sustain those that are needing water, that are in the dry places and John 10:27 it says my sheep hear my voice I know them and they follow me my sheep hear my voice he who has an ear to hear let him hear what the Spirit's saying to you and me to the church because my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me That's good stuff right there. That's good stuff. We need to be listening to His voice. And when we're listening to His voice, and in our relationship with Him, we're connecting with Him. We're praising Him. We're worshiping Him. We're thanking Him. We are thanking God every day for what we have. We're trusting God for what we need. We're being anxious for nothing and praying always. And then we're hearing his voice. You see, because he also says in Matthew uh, 7, 21 through 23, that says, oh, you said, but Jesus, I did lots of things in your name. To you, I say, those who practice lawlessness, I don't even know you. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. We're those sheep listening for his voice, following closely because we're known by him. Just want to stand with me. You see, as we... As, as we begin to produce fruit as we're growing in the Lord, as we are taking care of this, of this soil, as we're absorbing the words of God, as we're, as we're taking in more and more seeds, so the weeds don't have an opportun- opportunity to end up choking out any of the seeds or any of the sprouts that are going up. It's like we fill all of the spaces with the seeds, the Word of God. We need to be reading over and over the New Testament, the Gospels, the good news of the Gospel. Get that into our hearts. So there's no spots that aren't seeded up for the weeds to grow. And then, patient endurance (laughs) and lovingly spreading Seeds, the seeds of His Word, of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've all got a testimony of the good things that He's done for us. We just need to share that. We just need to share that and continue building the soil of our lives on the best way. If you turn to Galatians 5.22, Galatians 5.22, It says, you will know them by their fruit. And what is the fruit that the Holy Spirit produces? Oh, man. i just challenge you to read. Well, we'll turn there. Galatians 5.22 The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, referred to here as long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there's no law. Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let's also walk in the Spirit. It's like we will be changed by the renewing of our minds. We will be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ And the fruit that our lives produce through the Holy Spirit is going to be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Father, I just thank you for each one that as we've come together to worship your holy name as we've come together to make declarations, as we've come together to pray for one another, God, believing and trusting You for all our needs, we just thank You and we praise You this morning. And I pray, God, that Your Word says that when we co-labor with You, there is nothing that we can't do. We trust You. We trust You, God. We believe in You. And Father, as we just continue asking you for the needs in our life, that we would pray always for not only for ourselves, but for the needs of others. God, sometimes, sometimes we just need to look around and put the needs of others before, those, before ours. And as we go into our prayer closet, God, and, and, and we just look around and we remember little Tony and we just continue to hold him up. Trusting and believing for complete healing, that when He goes back in, there won't even be a tumor. He won't be worrying about cancer. There won't be a tumor. And for each one this morning who, who stood up, Father, who, who boldly stood up, who let you know push pride aside and stood up and said, "Yes, I need some help. I need some peace in my life. I need healing for headaches, and I need healings for 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 whatever the need." God, I just pray complete peace over them right now in the name of Jesus that your peace, again that peace that passes all understanding guarding hearts and minds would settle on minds bodies and spirits right now in the mighty name of Jesus I thank you, I praise you in Jesus name Amen and if If you have any further need, the prayer team is going to be up here, so they'll be praying for you for whatever need that you might have today. I encourage you to come, come, and I thank you for coming, and I just say God's blessing would just be with you this week. You will experience His presence in new ways, in new ways. Amen.